by Riverside. Welcome to Garage Takes, Season 2, coming to a close. Grant, this is the final episode of Season 2. It has been a pleasure, and um, I'm excited for a little break. Excited to uh, take, we'll we'll be back in July um, at some point to start revving up for the football season and getting ready to go, but... Uh, it's been a very successful season two for us here on Garage Takes, and that would not happen without all of you listening to us and putting up with us every every week or every couple of weeks this time of year. So we appreciate the support. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. And that's the best way to support the show. Leave us a positive review. It goes a long way. Um, Brant, do you want to give the uh, listeners just a quick preview of some things that you are excited about for season three because you've been you've been texting me you've been blowing up my phone like dude you know we want to try this and that and i'm overwhelmed by it but i'm excited by it do you want to just give the uh, the listeners a little sneak peek into some things that we want to try yeah dave first of all i just want to say for season two uh if you any of you listen to season one you just know how <laughs> uh mediocre it kind of was compared to season two season two we were able to bring guests on we were able to have some of our friends join um and we kind of want to expand into that uh, space of giving you more live videos, live um, live takes, if you will, fresher takes uh, more during the week, maybe some on the weekend, um, but but just more more content basically from the Garage Takes uh, umbrella. Um, we want to get into um, all things college football. We want to get into Big Ten football. We want to obviously cover Michigan football. Uh, as that's Dave and I's forte, but also the NFL and the Lions. Um, so you can look forward to this summer and then going into the fall. We're going to be trying to pump as much content as Dave and I can. Obviously, I'm going to have uh, a new baby in my life, and Dave's already got three kids. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, and right. so we're, we're busy guys as it is. We're both, we both got careers. Um, but but Dave and I, we have a real passion for this, and it's something that we, we really enjoy to do for you guys. So if, if it's one thing for me to hop on to, maybe something that's on YouTube or maybe something that's on Facebook, and we're able to provide you that content, you might only get one of us or you might get one of us plus bonus star, bonus guest in the house tonight. Um, and it may be a 10-minute clip. It may be a 15-minute clip, but it's, but it's something that we want to expand into so you can just pop onto your YouTube and say, oh, man, Michigan just had this happen. I wonder what Dave and Brant have to say about that. Here's a 10-minute clip of what we had to chop it up about. Um, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that's, that's going to be season three kind of uh, coming in hot at you. Absolutely, and we appreciate the support. I mean, everyone from back home to – work folks and family and you name it um acquaintances from near and far away it's been awesome and just the the local support is great like brand like josh rose is now you know writing his own sports articles and that's awesome like want to support him and we great to have him on the show and just continue expanding because like you said it's a passion of ours and we don't know what we're doing in terms of creating a podcast but we can talk sports and that is what this thing was founded on and we're going to continue to grow it so um i'm excited and uh season two has been great but we're not done yet 
because the the uh, NFL draft is now in the books. We're going to wrap up Season 2 talking about the Lions draft in particular. Brant, want to know what you thought about that. Want to know uh, your favorite pick as well. And then um, just want to do a quick little recap of, uh, of Season 2 and a few few big things that happened and and what I want to know what will be most memorable for you but let's start with uh let's start with the Lions draft what'd you think Dave I know that these uh draft grades are cliche and they're sometimes goofy because really you don't know until two or three years down the road but I'm gonna give the Lions an A man like the more I sat on it the more I liked it the more whether you feel like it's a reach or not for running back at, at 12 Brad Holmes put his name on this draft. He said, damn it, these are the two guys I want, and these are the two guys I'm going to go get. And he went and did it. So Pause for a second. I, I'm going to let you continue. What was your immediate reaction to Jameer Gibbs and then Jack Campbell being 12 and 18? Don't, Dave, I was, do, I was, do not <laughs> act like you were pounding the table like, okay, Brad, there we go, Brad. No, I had that instant reaction of, why are we grabbing a running back at 12? Like, Obviously, DeAndre Swift's still on the roster at this point. They weren't able to move him on the first night of the draft. I don't know if that became very obvious as the draft went on, that they weren't going to be able to move him or not. But it became pretty apparent to me that they that he was going to at least be on the roster until Friday. Um, however, I, I instantly went, are you joking me? Why are we grabbing him there? But it does seem now that Swift is off the team, that that was going to be a glaring need. And this running back hybrid Debo Samuel type role. I can buy into that, Dave. Like this is a part of the NFL now today. It's a guy that you can get into space. Alvin Kamara, like you get him out in the flats, you let him just go be him. And I, I like the pick now. Um, I was impressed. I was impressed that Brad Holmes knew the guy he wanted and he went and got him all told at the end of the day, if you didn't want Jalen Carter, then this was the guy to go get. And if Devin Witherspoon was clearly the guy to me that was selected at five by the Seahawks, he was off the board, trade back, get your guy. Yeah. I like the, I like the trade back. Um, I mean, I really wanted Jalen Carter. I think I made that known. Um, but you I did. Also, I mean, you were, you were kind of the one pounding the table saying, please yeah, get me this dude. It's a I glaring want- need. It is. It is. And I, I, I hope the Lions don't regret this for years to come. I, I'd like to think that uh, Brad and Dan and the guys did their homework on, uh, on Jalen Carter enough to, and they must have. And I think I said that all along. If, if they pass on him and he's there, my guess is that something really didn't check out with this kid. And if that's the case, I'll live, I'll live with it. It's all good. I'm over it. I'm not super sad about it. I wasn't sad that night, to be honest. I liked right where they traded back to like trading back to to 12 was a really good spot to to be in i certainly was thinking that that pick might have been like a christian gonzalez or um, someone in the secondary or even when they got to 18 to take a jackson smith najigba um but it was none of that and it went running back out of alabama swiss army knife jameer gibbs um, can take the top off of defense can catch the ball run the ball like you said brand i mean it great weapon to have right i was just like you just got the second best running back and a devalued position as number 12 overall i was not thrilled you follow that up with number 18 and take an off ball linebacker and jack campbell and I'm not. I'm just not thrilled. I'm not. Um, I like both players a lot. Like Jameer Gibbs a lot. Like Jack Campbell 
a lot. But I left night one being like, dude, this draft better get a lot better. Like, I wasn't angry. I wasn't angry, Brant. But I was like, so... It's like, what is what is Brad doing? I felt like the first time I was actually questioning Brad Holmes. And then day two came around. And um, got... I mean, Brant, even part of trading back to 12, they got pick 34, which was really exciting to pick right at the top of the second round, which is huge. I mean, it's basically like having a first-round pick. And they go out and take Sam Laporta, not even the top ranked tight end um, on most, you know, as as we've learned, these mock drafts and big boards and none of it matters. None of it matters at all. It's just fun to talk about. But, um, you know, Michael Mayer still on the board. You know, Darnell Washington clearly had some medical issues that allowed him to fall. But he takes Sam Laporta, 34, um, and that. I like Sam Laporta. Once again, I do. But it was a head-scratcher for me. Why are you taking Sam Laporta right there at 34? Because God, Brant, the guy that I wanted was Brian Branch. But then what happened? Took, Brian, him, took him next. Brian Branch fell, and I don't know why. Brian Branch had a first-round grade on him in a lot of places that you looked. Um, they got him in the middle of the second. That was an absolute steal of a pick. And then going to get... Hendon Hooker to, uh, to 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 start the third round, and then they you know they traded a bunch of I dude, I lost track. They traded like a bunch of fifth round picks and move up and get that um, D tackle from some school nobody's ever heard of. But like he's a massive giant, and it's like all right. I mean, great. I've never heard of this guy in any conversations before, but I'm assume once again if if Brad Holmes is putting all of his chips in to trade up and go get this guy, he's had to have seen something. To have him excited, so I left that second night, second night, being like, "All right, let's go." I love the draft right there at the end of night two. I'm like, I love this draft. Okay, Dave. So you talked about the defensive tackle they took there, um, and then you talked about it being the glaring need from obviously the end of the season. That was a big problem. Are you satisfied going into next season with the defensive line, especially in the D tackle position? Like, is that still something you think they need to address, or is it something that you're like? We're just going to have to roll with what we got here. I'm going to assume that Aleem McNeil is coming along nicely. I mean, I, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it still seems like a need to me. Like, okay. it, it is a need. Fair enough. Uh, um, I mean, unless this dude, uh, Roderick, Roderick, whatever his name is, um, I forget. Uh, unless he is able to play, like, day one and play some snaps, I mean – yeah, it's kind of a little worrisome to me, but maybe they like some of these guys that they have. Maybe they are yeah. high on, you know, these pieces <laughs> that they have. So I'm like, okay. all right, all right. But um, but I did, and it, this is not my original take because I've heard it now a million times, but it does make total sense. If you remove the numbers that these guys were picked at, and I were to tell you, that at the end of day two, your draft consi- consisted of Brian Branch, Hendon Hooker, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, and Sam Laporta. I think most people would be like, okay, all right, let's go. Like, that's a pretty good haul right there for a two-day draft. Um, and I think that's what you have to do. And I think clearly like this draft in particular, there were not a lot of blue chip prospects that Brad Holmes had a high grade on. Jameer Gibbs was clearly one of them. Um, And I think he even said that like he was the last blue chip prospect they had on their board um, at 
number 12, and he went and got him. So I can't hate on it. I mean, Detroit fans, I think they're going to love Jameer Gibbs. I do. I think the fact that Ben Johnson is a creative offensive coordinator, and I'm very, very intrigued to see what they do with him. Same with Sam Laporta, too. Like, his yards after the catch, his ability to make plays, I mean, in the in such an atrocious Iowa offense, he shined. Um, and... You know, I know I know Detroit fans see another Iowa tight end, and they just cringe after the T.J. Hawkinson stuff. But um, no, you gotta like it. I I do. I feel good about it. May time will tell, right? As with all drafts, time will tell whether this graded out to be an A draft, uh, like you said, Brant. In your mind, um, I'm I'm right there. I'll give it an A minus. Um, I would say overall, I feel good about it, but. You know, I won't feel great about it, to be honest with you, if uh, Jalen Carter turns around and is a stud for the the Philadelphia Bulldogs or (laughs) Eagles, I'm sorry, as they continue to draft the entire Georgia defense from 2021-2022. But I just, uh, I don't know. That's the one thing for me that I I just, I will keep a close eye on um, is the the Jalen Carter thing. So, And I know a lot of people were out on him already, and they're like, Happy we didn't take him. It's great, fine, whatever. Let's get it. I'm not. I'm not angry about it. I'm just saying, keep an eye on it, because that could, that could have been your D tackle for years to come, next right. to Aiden Hutchinson. So yeah, I, so, I think. So, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I just. I, I, I was going to ask you your, your the next question. So finish up what you were going to say. I just. I just want to touch on. We, we talked about Branch slipping to the second round, Dave. Uh, a mid-second round with a first-round grade. I think a lot of these guys, man, they get into the combine and the underwear Olympics. You just know how much that changes these guys' trajectory. Um, a dude like DJ Turner, who might have been a fifth, sixth round coming out of college, he shoots up to a third-round grade because he he runs like a four-two-six or whatever, right? And immediately turns heads, and all of a sudden now he's he's like a top fifty pick. It was insanity to me, you know, and I watched a lot of Alabama football. So, you know, branch sticks off the screen, but at the combine, he kind of got labeled as slow. So he slips and, and now you have a chance to grab him. It's just, it goes back to these, these underwear Olympics, man. Like when you think about the combine, it's like a serious deal for these guys and guys that sit it out. Sometimes it bites them in the butt. Brian branch is a stud. Um, he, he, he's a stud. He was a, he started as a true freshman, Brant, for Nick Saban. That's not easy to do in that position that he plays, and he did it. And you're talking about a three-year kid that is polished and ready to go. I just Yeah, he does light. all the things well. He does the tackling well. I think yep. he's got good speed. I know they were hating on him for it, whatever. He's got good ball yeah. skills. Good like, instincts. Uh, good know? instincts, yeah. He's just a really good player that I think will be a, a long-time NFL starter, Dave. Same with, same with Jack Campbell. I mean – Jack Campbell, I did not realize, tested as good as he did. He was another good – yeah, he's yeah. a great combine guy. But he's also a leader and, um, I mean, highly respected guy. I, like, obviously, I mean, college awards are one thing, but won the butt kiss award or whatever, best top yeah. linebacker um, in college football. Laporta's a freak too, man. Like, yeah. he, he was an athletic gem. Like, yeah. Iowa would throw him tight end screens, and I'm like, okay, first of all, Iowa's offense is on a whole nother level. I get that, but tight end screens, you really got to be the dude if you're going to get a tight end screen. So, he really was that for Iowa. Yep, for sure. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, Brant, you give it an A. I give it an A-. minus. Time will tell. We'll have to see. You got to love, if you're a Detroit fan, just having an active GM. I mean, is there, Brant, is there anything better than watching, like, Brad Holmes in the 
in, in in the room, like smacking the table, chest bumping Dan Campbell, like getting his guys as the rest of the world is like, what in the world did they just do? And he gets Jameer Gibbs and is just electric, like ready to go. I don't know. I just like their whole vibe, man. It's hard not to to just feel the energy that comes uh, com- comes out of the Lions. You don't like the Jerry Jones creepy no. <laughs> phone calls that he gives no. out? <laughs> No. The sugar plums dancing in no. his head. Yeah, no, it's way better than whatever. The, the Cowboys, somebody posted that uh, meme of like the Austin Powers dark table room thing. <laughs> and it looks like what the Cowboys had going on. And there's like mini me with the little Jones kid. Yeah. I mean, it was really funny yeah. too. <laughs> yep. That's what it is. That's for an, for another time. All right, Brant, your favorite draft pick that the Lions made. Don't steal mine. You Dave, don't know which mine mine is. I know which one's yours, first of all. Um, okay, but I'm going to go different than you because I know yours can't be Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell is by far my favorite pick. Um, I shouldn't say by far because I know who you're going to choose. Um, but I will say Jack Campbell. Um, he has all the makings of being a 12-year linebacker vet. Uh, somebody said on the high end, Luke Keekley. Um, which, which Keekley obvious, <laughs> that's a high, high, high end. I mean, we're talking probably hall of famer and Luke Keekley retired early. Remember he retired at like 29 or 30. I feel like Dave. Mm-hmm. So, um, and on the, on the low end, um, you know, they still had some very, very good comps for him. So I think that Jack Campbell is going to be a starter in this league, uh, for a long time. And he's going to be the leader of your defense, which I think is, um, just really like invaluable. Like you, you don't just find that every day. Um, and he's going to be a much more athletic player than Alex Anzalone. And as Anzalone kind of phases out, you know, maybe he can be that kind of player coach like Sean Lee was to Leighton Vanderesh in Dallas. I mean, I think you're going to get some of that. Um, okay. first, first of all, Alex Anzalone is not Sean Lee. <laughs> okay. That's not okay. That wasn't my point. My point was a guy that's been in the league for a long time, a captain of a team. Um, Dave, now tell us all about Hendon Hooker. Uh yeah. Hendon <laughs> Hooker. Dude, let's go, man. I am all all aboard this train. Um you knew I was gonna pick Hendon Hooker without me even telling you because you know how I feel about this guy. He was my favorite college quarterback and Brand, I know you liked him too. Um, loved him. He, Hendon Hooker was that dude on his way to win a Heisman, um, potentially win a Heisman, tears his ACL in November last year. An older quarterback prospect, he'll be 25 by the time the season rolls around. Yet that's a knock on him. He's coming off the ACL injury. Hendon Hooker is a really good quarterback. Now, I. I mentioned the the age. I mentioned the injury. You'll also hear people say he played in a very quarterback, college-friendly, gimmicky sort of offense in Tennessee that's supposed to just exemplify like what a quarterback can do. I don't buy. I mean, I don't buy any of that to be honest with you. I think Hedden Hooker is a heck of a player. He brings you something Jared Goff does not bring you, which is uh, to be mobile. He's not a run-first quarterback, though. He can make plays with his legs, and he can make some huge throws. And the guy is just, you talk about a Dan Campbell guy, like a Jack Campbell, Brent, who you just mentioned, he's a football player, right? Like, these are the guys the Lions like. Hendon Hooker says all the right things. 
does all the right things. Like he's just he. I think Detroit fans are going to fall in love with him. And at Brant, at worst, because people did not. I mean, you were either in one camp or the other. You either wanted a quarterback or you didn't. And you can either see Jared Jared Goff getting it done over the next five plus years, or you can't. Regardless, both camps should be happy here, and here's why. The value that you got getting, in my opinion, the second or third best quarterback in this class, I can't put him above Bryce Young, but would I take Hendon Hooker over an unproven Anthony Richardson? Yes, yes I would. Um, I think that uh, where you got him in the third round is – you got at worst, Brant, you got a backup quarterback of the future. And when you look at third round picks, now I know people will be well, what about a Monroe St. Brown or Brad Holmes could get Rodrigo in a late round. You could have got another guy. Look, we have also gotten very I'm not trying to discredit Brad, but some of those are some lucky picks too that you hit on. You don't always hit on starters in the third round like sometimes you're getting a role player sometimes you're getting a depth guy that maybe you want to groom in to be that guy in a couple of years or a miss or a miss (laughs) or miss right in the third round you just got in my opinion a quarterback with very very high upside I'll say star upside in this league potentially that's the ceiling okay potentially his floor is a is a good QB two, a good QB two, and you want to hate on his age? Great. Like in a couple years, and he's your backup quarterback. He's twenty seven. Who cares? That's your floor, though. This is such a low risk, high reward pick. It was by far my favorite pick of the draft for any team, really, in the entire draft. I outside of what Philly ended up with, and that <laughs> whatever. I don't even want to get into that, but I loved the Lions picking Hendon Hooker, and man, there is a, a what I wonder, Brent, is like, what week will it be? Because it's going to happen this year. As soon as Hendon Hooker is healthy and Jared Goff starts Jared Goffing around, because you know what's going to happen. Jared Goff's not going to be elite all year round. Sorry, Lions fans. Like, he may be good enough, but he's still Jared Goff. When do the calls start coming for Hendon Hooker? I mean, maybe they don't if the Lions really have this magical season and um, they really they really step it up like everybody's hoping they are. But I wonder what week it will be where people start wondering what Hendon Hooker, the former Tennessee quarterback, is uh, is bringing to the table. And if not this year, then next year. Because you got Jared Goff for this year and next year. And, and then it's... You know, he's off the books. But the other thing is, I think the Lions need to get a look at Hendon Hooker this year. I do, because they've got to make some decisions on the quarterback position. Are you going to extend Jared Goff? They're already talking extensions. So if you're going to go and pay this dude $35, $40 million a year for four or five more years, you better know that Hendon Hooker is not some, like, unicorn sitting behind Jared Goff. Um so I am, I'm super excited uh, about what he brings to the table. I love that they got a quarterback. I'm, I'm ecstatic with that pick. So Brant, sorry, that's my rambling on. I had to get my hand and hooker segment in your thoughts, and then we'll, uh, we'll move on. Well, I think it just goes back to Hendon Hooker being a 24 or five year old uh, mature guy in the locker room. 
a guy that you know he he Dave even when he got drafted he looked kind of mad that he fell that far but he also looked like hey he's going to be poised he's going to come in and he's going to work his tail off he's going to be the type of guy that's going to soak up the playbook um I could see him you know living in the facility type dude and that's what you want as as a guy that's going to be going through some rehab situation get get in there and get to learn the playbook get to know the guys um, that's all you can do as you rehab. And then once you're done with your rehab, um, you're out there and, and you're, you're basically kickstarted your NFL career. And we all know, Dave, I think at some point Jared Goff might be going down or like you said, they've got the financial burden of either having to resign him or we know what we have in, um, Hendon Hooker. And so if that's going to be our future guy, let's at least go with him for now. And he's that stopgap quarterback on a four-year deal. That, that maybe you can make a run on him on a, on a rookie contract. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I am, uh, I'm very excited. We are going to get into all things lions next year. I mean, there's, there's so much hype around this in energy around this team right now. Um, they still have a lot, a lot of work to do. They got a lot of new pieces. They got to, you know, Dan and the crew got to make this thing gel Aaron Glenn's got to piece this defense together. He got a lot of new names and faces and some dudes that can play. And it's going to be his job to get it done. I think the 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 with expectations comes more pressure. The feel good Ted Lasso type of story um, drains real quick if you come out and start three and three. And it's not what people are anticipating. So I'm just very interesting interested to see what this next season brings for the lions um brant any last thoughts before we move on no let's get moving okay last but not least in the nfl draft how about the dallas wolverines first round (laughs) second round pick mozzie smith second round pick luke schoonmaker yeah all right i had to get that in yeah, not just um, the Mozzie, not the Mozzie, not the drop. I wanted to, I, I wanted to actually recognize that the Cowboys drafted two Michigan players, first and second round. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I think we're at the point now where we can say Jim Harbaugh's development of his players at this point is top top tier. I don't know. I don't know who else you're going to compare him against. I mean, Georgia and Alabama are the only other ones putting in more players into the league right now. Um, right. So, hey, so those are facts. Those are facts. yeah. You can't argue with those. Those are just numbers. Um, granted, two of them were special teamers. Whatever you know what I mean. But but Money still, Moody third round. Yeah. You're welcome, Gage. Enjoy him in, in a, a 49ers uniform. You got the best kicker in the draft. Absolutely. And then the punter goes later. It just. I just you look at a guy like Jim Harbaugh who right now seems to be clicking on all cylinders and I guarantee if any of these scouts are calling up, you know, they're calling dudes like Jim Harbaugh like, "Hey, what am I getting in this guy?" And what is Jim going to say, Dave? "Oh, he's a football guy. This guy just loves football." You know what I mean? Jim is never going to speak a bad word about any one of his kids. I I almost no. can guarantee it. Um, but I think it just speaks to the level that he's gotten this Michigan football program to that you're looking at Mozzie Smith. He was what Dave I think mocked in most mocks second round. Definitely, I didn't yeah. see him in many first early, round. Early, mocks. early second round. Sure, yeah, it wasn't too far off where he got picked. Yeah, um, but still, we're talking about a dude that rises up some boards because he's an athletic freak. Dave, as much as I wanna, 
uh, give Jim Harbaugh all the props or most of the props. You know who this really speaks to? Can you guess? Who? Ben Herbert, man. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, strength and conditioning guy. So, yeah, take the dude like DJ Turner, right? When he got to Michigan, he was running like a 4-6. Like, and now he's running a 4-2 in three years. That is unbelievable. Um, it's just That's a good point. I mean, if you look at a dude like Ben Herbert, I mean, he's the highest paid strength and conditioning coach in, uh, you know, college football. And, and for a good reason, he's got this, him and Jim Harbaugh right now have this thing, a uh, humming and, um, you're seeing major player development. You're seeing these guys be bigger, faster, stronger all across the program. It's the best day we've ever seen it for sure. Um, and I just wanted to touch on that, obviously. Really cool that, obviously, you know, we're Cowboys fans. We got Mozzie Smith. We got Luke Schoonmaker. Very cool. But I think it goes to the bigger point of the nine players being drafted overall to Jim Harbaugh and Ben Herbert. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do me a favor. Tell those birds in the background to just quiet down. These birds are crazy. <laughs> Chill out, you crazy birds. Crazy birds. <laughs> um all right, man. Well, uh, before we get on out of here and wrap up season two, I do want to know your favorite memory over the last year of recording for season two. And I got three choices for you, Brant. What was your biggest surprise of the year? The Lions finishing and winning their last eight out of 10 games and beating Aaron Rodgers in his very last game at Lambeau. Aiden Hutchinson having one of the best rookie seasons that we've seen for a Lion. Michigan making their second straight playoff and winning in Columbus. What was the most surprising to you? Dave, it's got to be the Lions, man. As much as Michigan shocked me in Columbus, I don't know, what was that, maybe a a six-and-a-half-point spread? Something like that, maybe four and a half, whatever. You know, it was a close spread um, compared to if you would have told me the Lions were going to win eight of their last ten, I would have told you, do not put money on that, dude. I don't care if it's five bucks. Do not put money on that. I think that's by far the biggest shocker. You? Gosh, it has to. For, for me, it's got to be Michigan making back-to-back college football playoffs not winning yet in the college football playoff, but making back-to-backs, and really, though, even more than making back-to-backs and the back-to-back Big Ten champs, it was going and winning in Columbus the way they did. Did I think they had a chance? Yeah, I did. I thought Ohio State was was beatable. Um, but to win in the, the way that they did and to just out-physical and out-tough Ohio State and just mop them up, in Columbus the way they did and to end that game the way they did with Donovan Edwards busting 70 plus yard runs and you could hear a pin drop in Columbus and the tears were flowing it it was surprising it was enjoyable it was I will never forget that moment because as a parent that was like my first moment with my with especially with Luke and with Grace as well, as Grace was telling me, stop yelling at the TV. I'm way too excited. And Luke, just like from that moment on, he was locked into everything Michigan football. Everything's got to be J.J. McCarthy. Everything's Donovan. Like, and it just, 
I will forever remember that moment as a parent because that's the moment I saw for for my son and my oldest daughter. Like, oh, it's clicked for them. They now know what this is all about. The the excitement of dad yelling at the TV and screaming and just being so thrilled that Michigan got this W. Um, it was just amazing, dude. Um, and that is, I'm beyond excited for, for Michigan next year. I mean, the podcast, Brant, just the transition out of here. The podcast is in such good hands right now, not because of us, but because we have, this show is nothing. If we started this show, we joke about it five years ago, dude, nobody be listening to this, but we don't want any content. You know what I mean? About the Lions, the 500 Michigan team, like disappointment, like horrible, horrible. We started this literally at the perfect time. The first year we start the podcast, like the Lions hit the total reset button. You got a competent GM. You got forward motion for once. You've got Michigan somehow beats Ohio State for the first time in what felt like a century and wins a Big Ten championship, college football playoff. That was year one of the podcast. Like, that was amazing. Year two has been nothing short of incredible. And year three, Brant, year three has got to bring us a championship. It has yeah. to. It has to. People are wondering if Michigan is so good now because of garage takes. And to those yeah, people, I would yes. say, I would say, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if players are listening to this, you know, we're in their ears. Uh, right. They don't want to hear Dave dunk on them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's very true. No. Uh, yeah, no, we, we hit it at the right time. Um, and we love talking lions. Dave and I will always say that's our second favorite team. Um, but they're, they're a fun team to follow. They are a fun watch. Typically, you know, you never know if they're going to give up a 21 point lead, um, or not show up and and get ran on by the Carolina Panthers for 400 yards. You just never know what you're going to get. They might go to Lambeau and win the last game of the year. You just, (laughs) you just, they're a fun watch, man. And, uh, I know the schedule or the NFL schedule will release in like a week. I know you and I will be texting about it. That's always a good time of year too, because there's talk out there, Dave, Michigan or Michigan, Detroit Lions, four primetime games, perhaps. They are one of those uh, sexy pools this year, so so we'll see. And it would be an improvement from having 17 games with a one o'clock start time. So <laughs> zero prime. Well, outside zero of the Thanksgiving, they always say the Thanksgiving game day game is yeah. a prime time game, obviously. But yeah. you know they're just contractually have to give them that. But right, right, yeah, for sure. Very, very excited. Um, hey. Thanks to all of you that stuck with us this season. You're growing with us, too. For those of you that have listened for the last two years, you know how uh, how far we have uh, come as we're trying to, to figure this out on literally uh, episode-by-episode basis, and um, we appreciate the support. So between now and July, be well, be safe, have fun, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the summer, Get out there, enjoy life. It's a great time of year right now. Everything's blooming, and you know we're gonna start golfing. Brand, it's just a great, it's a great time. So enjoy it. We will be back in July to talk all things football, and we can't wait to do it to kick off season three. Until next time, Garage Takes. We are out. Powered by Riverside.